Welcome to the Healthy and Happy Podcast, a workshop-style podcast hosted by yours truly, Julie Brewer. I'm a blogger and holistic nutrition coach on a mission to help women live healthier, happier lives and show up as the strongest, most confident version of themselves. In this podcast, we get real about all things nutrition, fitness, and personal development to help you cut through all the BS and transform your body and most importantly, your life. Sound good? Let's dive in. What's up, my loves? Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy and Happy Podcast. This is a mindset week. Apparently, I've been doing a lot of nutrition episodes, but this week, I'm just feeling fiery. I'm feeling like talking about how our thoughts and our habits and our beliefs change our lives. Because at the end of the day, we all know what to do in order to eat healthy. We all know the chicken salad is healthier than the cheeseburger in most cases, but there's a reason we don't make that choice consistently. And sometimes that means on a subconscious level, we don't believe that we're worthy of attracting or receiving the good things in life, whether that's a fitness goal or a body goal that we've been working towards, the guy, the career, whatever it happens to be. If you find that you're struggling with seeming like you're always trying to do the right things and it never works out for you, definitely go listen to my last podcast episode about how our thoughts change our actions and our actions are what make up our life. So it's super important to get to the root of what we really want in life and raise our self-worth to a level that we know we are worthy of receiving all the beautiful things that this life has to offer because you definitely are you just got to raise your self-worth, sister. So I'm very passionate about the topic of today's episode. I am the first person to say, follow your intuition, follow your bliss, follow what makes you happy, do all of those things, create a life and a body that you love that's in alignment with unicorns and fairies. (laughs) And I definitely am still on board with that way of thinking. However, and this is a big however, something that I'm realizing in my own life, in my friends, in my generation, in my clients, is that we live in a society or a culture that fans, that favors canceling things out when the work gets tough. So for the purpose of today's episode, I'm going to call this cancel culture. I tried to look it up and it looked like it was a different definition, like people saying celebrities are canceled when they're not relevant anymore. That's not the way I'm using this terminology. My definition of cancel culture is we're living in a society today where things get tough, relationships get tough, and they hit a breaking point, or you're not happy in your job, or you're not seeing the results in your body. So what do we do? We give up and quit. We move on to the next thing. We move from diet to diet. We move from job to job. We move from relationship to a relationship. And all of that leaves us feeling super unfulfilled. So what gives? On one hand, we have the spiritual gurus telling us to follow our passion, follow our bliss, follow our intuition. And I've definitely been in that camp for many years. But I'm learning that sometimes we use following our intuition or following our bliss as a cop-out for not having the tough conversations, for not working working through the tough stuff because it feels easier to leave. And I can't tell you what is the right choice. I can't tell you what is the wrong choice, but I'm going to help give you some insight on things you can do before you leave something that might be beneficial for the rest of your life or for your growth. And instead of just bypassing it and bypassing the hard work, the tough conversations, the things that need to be said or done, I'm going to help you figure out if this is what's right for you and it's just a tough period or if it's wrong for you and you need to move on. Let's just lay it all out there, okay? Relationships and your job are both hard work. Relationships, your career, working towards body goals, they are all hard 
work. They require so much work, so much effort. There are times when we don't see the fruits of our labor. We feel like we're putting in so much work, so much effort, and we're not getting a return on investment yet. But like I talked about in my Thoughts Become Things episode, the one that I just uploaded before this, definitely go listen to it. Just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it won't happen at all. And reframing your mindset from, oh my gosh, things never work out for me. What if this doesn't work out? And changing that story to what if it does? Because then your actions will be in alignment with somebody who believes that things are going to work out. So they have a better chance of working out. And I'm going to break this down into different examples. One that I see very commonly recently in the past couple of years in our generation with everybody starting their own businesses and doing their own thing and starting sad hustles and hobbies and all this stuff is people are so quick to jump ship on their career. They listen to podcasts, they watch YouTube videos, and they're like, you know what? I left my job in six days and I made $70,000. You should do the same thing. Follow your intuition. If your intuition tells you that you have gifts, then leave and blah, blah, blah. And I've done podcasts about me leaving my advertising job, working in fitness. But the key point in the story that I want to bring up is that A, I got the intuitive nudges that maybe I should start trying new things. So that's how I started teaching group exercise. That's how I became a personal trainer. That's how I started coaching online and in person. That's what led me to get my nutrition certification. You can listen to my episode about clarity coming from engagement, not from thought. So engaging in the activities that you think you're interested in, as opposed to just thinking about them or writing them down and being like, I want to be a nutritionist and then never following through by taking action. But the key point in that story is I tried so many different ways of manipulating my schedule, doing things on the side, making sure that fitness was exactly what I wanted to do, at least as a next step, maybe not forever. Because as you can see, I don't really do any fitness coaching anymore. It's all about nutrition, mindset, body image, all of that. But I was working towards my side hustle, my passion, fitness, all of that while I was still working at the advertising agency. Even though I got the nudge, hey, maybe you should try this thing. Hey, maybe you should do coaching. Hey, maybe you should start stepping into fitness. I didn't automatically leave my job. In fact, there was a period of one whole year when I started getting the nudges about transitioning into the fitness industry that I would go to work from eight to five. I would coach or teach classes before or after work. I was working really freaking hard because I wanted to make sure that this is what I wanted to do. And truthfully, that I would be able to make a living for myself and not just jump ship and not have a safety net and get myself into a bunch of debt. So although I believe in the intuition, the intuitive nudges, I do believe in trying whatever you can in order order to make something work that's already in your life. So in this situation with my job, I had a conversation with my boss after about six months of pretty much working both jobs full time, doing my fitness and my coaching and also working at the advertising agency. I went and had a conversation with my boss, which was very uncomfortable. It was very tough. And I said, hey, you know that I teach group exercise classes. You know that I have my online business. You know X, Y, Z. You know that I'm trying to work hard to build this for myself. Is there any way that I could step down from my salaried position and go to a part-time position? And I had to go into that conversation. I was nervous. I was shaking. I was sweating because there was a possibility that she could say no. She could say, pack your stuff, leave right now. And thankfully, because I was willing to have that conversation, we came up with a solution that worked out better for both of us. I ended up being able to work part-time there. And I actually got more done by working part-time there than I did spending 40 hours a week there. It benefited her as well because she didn't have to pay me as much. And then that was a good first step into transitioning this into a full-time gig. And truthfully, I don't know what would have happened if I would have just jumped ship back then. Maybe I could have jumped and the net would have appeared and it would have opened up doors way faster for me in the fitness world. But I wanted to make sure that this is what I wanted for my life. So even though along the way I was following the nudges of my intuition, 
mission and what my heart was telling me to do, I was taking it real slow. (laughs) I was willing to go in, have the tough conversations, be willing to face rejection, be willing to have my boss sit there and tell me, haha, your dreams aren't gonna work out, but good luck, you're not working here anymore. That's a scary thing to do. So if you feel this way, if you're unhappy with your job right now, what are some ways that you can work to make it better? Just a quick story about one of my clients. She came to me probably a couple months ago and said, Julie, I'm just really unhappy in my job. I want to explore this different profession. So we came up with a plan. We decided that she was going to job shadow or meet up with an executive in the other profession for coffee. And she was just going to pick their brains, see what it's like to work in the industry, see if she could job shadow them for the day and get a firsthand experience of what it was actually like. And also while she was doing that, I said, how can you make this job amazing right now? Or not even amazing, but just 10% better. Where is it that you feel like you're lacking in this current position? Do you feel like you don't have enough work and you're bored? Do you feel completely overwhelmed and stressed out and like you need additional help? Is the role that you're currently in maybe not for you? Maybe you like writing and marketing and you're in more of an admin role. Can you help and take on different projects while doing something that's more aligned with what you want still within the company? So she had a conversation with her boss and she said, listen, I'm bored. I don't feel like my gifts and talents are being used in their best way. I would like to take on a project that's more aligned with what I want to do and maybe eventually transition into a different role within this company. And guess what? That was three months ago. She loves her job now. Of course, every day isn't rainbows and butterflies and she's jumping out of bed to go to work in the morning. But because she was willing to have that tough conversation with her boss, because her boss could have easily said, you know what? Sorry, we don't have that position available for you. Or I'm unhappy that you confronted me about this. So now you're going to be on my shit list forever. But had either of those things happened, that would be a clear and obvious sign that it was time to take a step in a different direction. Either way, it's a win-win. Your rejection or your boss saying, okay, F you, you got to leave this position right now is an obvious sign that it's time to move on to something that's meant for you, something that's bigger and better that's waiting for you on the other side of this. But what if it worked out? Again, going back to that, what if it did work out? What if you went in, had the conversation, got very clear about what it is you wanted, asked for it, and then you received it? Wouldn't that be the best case scenario? Because then you're not hopping around to different jobs, going through the stress of job searching and trying to find a new passion and career and all this stuff. What if it's just a matter of you tweaking things a little bit in your current role or transitioning to a different role within the same company? Exhaust all of your possible options and then decide what you want to do from there. That could be controversial, but I don't recommend just jumping ship and being like, F you, see you later. This is hard. I don't want to have that conversation because that's just going to set you up for even more stress, even more anxiety, possibly some debt if you just leave your job. Be smart about it. Exhaust all your possible options. And let's talk about relationships, okay? Because I feel like relationships, intimate relationships, and your friendships, this is one of those things. Oh my God, this bugs me to no end. We live in a culture that's a very instant gratification society. If it doesn't work out with this person, we can just swipe on this person and then we have a new date at our door tonight. Or, oh, if it doesn't work out with this person, I follow 7,000 beautiful people on Instagram, so I'm just going to make it work with one of them. But I'm talking about committed relationships here, committed friendships. When you sit down with somebody and you say, we are committing to each other, we are committing for this to work through the ups and downs, through the good and the bad, because relationships require hard work. Relationships are our biggest mirrors in life. They hold a mirror up to all the nasty shit that we still got to work through, the things that we're triggered by, the things that make us uncomfortable, but the things that are necessary for our growth. So to just easily dismiss them really does us a disservice because it takes away our opportunity to grow and to shift into the person that we're meant to become through another person. That's the most beautiful thing in the world. Something that I'm working on 
currently in my life is cultivating more positive female friendships, putting myself out there, asking girls on coffee dates, asking them to go to the movies or go to lunch, and the fear of being rejected is always there. And making friends can be definitely difficult, but maintaining those friendships can also be difficult because we're adults now. We have jobs, we have families, we have kids, we have all kinds of stuff, priorities and obligations that require our time. Being super intentional about having those conversations with friends or being like, hey, I'm not feeling supported by you in this way. Or, hey, I know that I haven't been the best friend lately. I know I haven't been showing up for you in the way that I would love to show up in this friendship. So what are some things you need from me? These are all symbols of mature friendships because I know in the past, a lot of my female friendships have revolved around toxicity, talking shit about each other, talking shit about other people, talking shit about our lives, talking shit, 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 shit all day long. And that's something that I'm frankly not willing to stand up for anymore. But let's say that's going on in your life right now. You have friends that you feel like are energy vampires. You hang out with them and it feels like they're sucking the life out of you. What do most of us tend to do in the situation? We tend to distance ourselves from those people without giving any communication or explanation as to why. So then the friend is like, yo, what the heck? Why don't you ever want to hang out with me anymore? You're so rude. You're so this, you're so that. You hear they're talking shit to their friends that you're not hanging out with them and you're better than them and all this stuff. What would remedy that situation is having a conversation with that friend or that group of friends that you feel is toxic and approaching it in a way that says, hey guys, I'm really, really trying hard to work on having a more positive mindset. I don't want to be involved in talking crap about people anymore. I just don't find that it's serving us. So why don't we do more healthy, productive things together? Why don't we start a book club? Why don't we talk about our dreams and our passions? Why don't we start working out together? Why don't we do things that make us uplift each other as opposed to always feeling brought down by our situations, our circumstances, or talking shit about people, or complaining about how life isn't working out for us. And you're the one coming to the relationship and the conversation with a proactive solution. And again, you risk them being like, that's weird. You're super positive now and I don't like that. But again, then it shows you that that's not the kind of person you want in your life anyway. And then yes, you have 100% right to distance yourself from them and find new friendships that are more in alignment with what you want. But I think we're so quick to cut people out of our lives when all we needed to really do was have that tough conversation. But it feels so much easier to just leave, to just stop answering their text messages, to just stop making plans as opposed to thinking, hey, this person has been my best friend for 10 years. Instead of just cutting them off and acting like I'm holier than thou (laughs) and this new positive guru of health and inspiration, why don't I just have this tough conversation and see where it leads? She could cut me off and that's okay. I'll move on to something better. But what if this conversation did end up working out? What if she says, you know what? You're right. I've been feeling the same way, but I just haven't been able to vocalize it or get out of that negative thought pattern. Thank you so much for bringing this up. Let's definitely work on this and we can call each other out. We can be accountability buddies for when we start complaining or talking shit or doing any of that. In both our friendships and our romantic relationships, we have to have those tough conversations. And it's so much easier, like I said, to just leave, to be like, well, this relationship isn't working out. Don't want to talk about how I feel. Don't want to try therapy. Don't want to do any of this. I'm just going to dip. I'm just going to take all the shit that I have bundled up inside, try to deal with it on my own, and then probably just end up doing the same thing in my next relationship. Because we always think it'll be different with the next person. But what we do, it's like we have this suitcase full of shit that we haven't worked through. And we're just picking up the suitcase and carrying it on to the next destination. And if we don't take the time to unpack all of the crap that we need to work through, which relationships can be our biggest mirror and they can help us do that when we're with a person who's compassionate, understanding, and willing to do the work with you, that can help your growth exponentially increase. It can happen 20 times as fast if you're both willing to have the tough conversations, do the work. And if you don't know how to do that on your own, whether it's in your relationship or your friendships, get a therapist or 
or talk to somebody. Have an outside perspective. Find family friends that can be mentors to you where you look at their relationship or their marriage and you say, that's what I want. That's what I want our relationship to be like. But please, for the love of God, (laughs) stop canceling out the people in your life who are meaningful to you just because you're not vibing with them right now. Even in romantic relationships, there are freaking hard times. There are times when it feels like you're in the depths of despair and you're like, do I want to spend my life with this person? We're not getting along really well right now, but it's your responsibility because you can't control the other person. All you can control is how you show up in that relationship or in that friendship. And you say, these are the things that I need. These are the ways my needs aren't being met. Would you be willing to meet those? And that's so hard. It's so hard to do that. It's so hard, A, to get clear about what you need and what you want out of your relationships and B, to vocalize it. I get it. But we're not here to play it safe. We're not here to avoid tough conversations. We're here to get messy. We're here because that messiness, digging through the mud, getting our hands dirty, getting completely wrecked, (laughs) that is how we grow. And it's uncomfortable. It hurts like heck. It's like when you go to the gym and you start working out or you really challenge yourself with a tough workout and your muscles are so sore, but you know that they're growing. It's the exact same thing in relationships. Having the tough conversation, you're going to have butterflies in your stomach. You're going to feel like you want to throw up. You're going to risk hurting the other person. You're going to risk being hurt yourself. And those were all so scary. But what if it did work out? What if you had that conversation and it opened up the door to something even more magical than you're experiencing right now? What if that conversation was the conversation that needed to be had in order for you to become closer with this person? What if you're meant to go through this hardship right now so that you can come out even tougher and even better on the other side of it? Stop assuming the worst. Stop assuming that you're going to go in and shit's not going to work out because like I said, even if it doesn't, something better is meant for you. But you got to stop bypassing. You got to stop tiptoeing around the hard work leaving situations that are uncomfortable and show the heck up. Not even for the other person, not even for the job, not even for your boss, not even for your boyfriend, not even for your husband, not even for your friend. Show up because that's the kind of person you want to be. You want to be the person that dives deep, that's willing to get messy, that's willing to have those hard conversations instead of just leaving, instead of just canceling things out because they're uncomfortable. And last but not least, this happens even in our bodies. We jump from diet to diet, meal plan to meal plan, thinking that the next thing is going to be the best thing. Oh, whatever. This one didn't work out. I tried it for three weeks and it didn't work for me. I tried to change my healthy lifestyle, but it didn't work. So I'm just going to move on to the next thing. That's how we end up diet hopping. But anything can work if you try. If you are willing to do the hard work, if you're willing to notice after three or four weeks that you're not seeing insane results and still dig in deep, do the workouts, do your homework that's assigned to you, keep eating healthy, keep making the healthy meals, even though you get super frustrated and it would feel so much better to have a cheeseburger. When you keep digging deep and you're willing to have faith that it will work out if you stay the course, that is how you finally start to make changes in your body, lasting changes in your body. And of course, you have to find a way of eating that works for you. I know everyone is so individual and that's why I created GPF because it gives you so much flexibility, so much freedom. You can listen to my GPF episode. You can listen to my plus one episode because that talks about how to enjoy foods you love in moderation as well. But find something that works for you and give it a fair shot. You can't just stick to something for a month or two months or maybe even three months and expect to see insane results. You have to put in the work, especially if you have a long way to go. It's going to take six months at least. It's going to take a year even, maybe two years. But in that time, that's when you learn the habits. That's when you learn the thought patterns. That's when you learn all of the action steps that you need to take. So this time will be different and you will actually keep the weight off or you will actually make these healthy, 
habits a lifestyle instead of just hopping from diet to diet. So don't just assume because you haven't seen results in five days or five weeks that it's not working. You have to dig deep. You have to keep trying. Give it an honest shot. Give it at least three to six months. And if it doesn't work, cool, move on from there. But don't just hop from thing to thing expecting that the next thing will be the best thing because the best thing is what you make of it right now. So think about something in your life right now. I would absolutely love for you to sit down and figure out what are the steps I need to take in order to make this situation better. And you can even play out best and worst case scenarios because sometimes that's what I do. If I have to have a tough conversation with Mark, I'm nervous, I'm scared, I don't want to hurt his feelings, I don't want to get hurt. But what I do is I say, okay, what is the worst case scenario that could come out of this situation? And going to the absolute worst, worst, worst case scenario and being like, I will still be okay. You will always be okay. You will always be guided. You will always be taken care of. Show up. Have the tough conversation. You are so worth it. Your relationships are worth it. Your career is worth it. And if a door closes based on you having these conversations, then it was no longer meant for you. And that's okay. We can move on. We can build bigger, better lives from the situation. But every single time you flex this communication muscle and you show up and you don't just walk away and you commit and you dive in and you dig deep, that is how you grow. That's how you experience the most growth. And the growth is ultimately how you are going to have the most fulfilling life possible. That's what you deserve. That's what I want for you. Have the tough conversation this week. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. How to get this off my chest. It's probably going to be controversial because a lot of people are like, follow your intuition and just leave, which I get. But there are so many steps that need to be taken in between that in order for us to grow and experience our fullest potential. If you need some guidance on how to navigate these conversations or these difficult topics in your life, please, please reach out to me. Go to juliebewer.com slash coach, schedule a free call with me, and I can help you discover what are those action steps that you need to take so that you can start making changes toward the body and life of your dreams. Listen up, ladies. I have exciting news for you. If you have been listening to this podcast for a while and you're finally ready to end the battle with food and hating your body, if you're sick of spending every day worried about how much to eat, what to eat, when to eat, if you're sick of stepping on the scale and looking in the mirror and being disappointed in yourself for not following through what you say you really want for yourself, then I have an awesome opportunity for you, my love. If you know that it is time to level up, if you finally want to find food freedom, if you want to walk into your closet, put on any outfit and feel totally confident. If you want to clear the mental space that's currently being taken up by food and body obsession, and if you want to stop dieting, getting on and off the bandwagon for good, I would love to chat with you. For the first time in months, I am opening up spots in my eight-week nutrition mentorship. These are my final remaining coaching spots for 2019, and I do not want you to miss out. Don't tell yourself you're going to wait until the new year. You do not need to spend any more time procrastinating or living in pain. Imagine where you could be a few months from now if you decided not to wait this one time and truly show up for yourself. Because although you feel doubts and insecurities, I totally feel you, girl. I know a part of you deep down knows you deserve this for yourself. If this resonates with you, I would love to get to know you and see if you're a perfect fit for my eight-week nutrition mentorship. All you gotta do is head to juliebrewer.com slash coach, fill out the questionnaire, and schedule in a time in my calendar to chat with me completely for free. The call is designed to help you walk away with tangible action steps that you can start taking immediately so you can finally start creating a body and life you love. I would be honored, so honored to walk by your side on this journey. And I'm going to be real, these spots always sell out within a few days. So if you want to transform your relationship with food and your body before the end of 2019, head to juliebrewer.com slash coach to schedule yourself in and I'll talk to you very soon. Can't wait.